How do you know when it's time to forgive someone? Even more difficult, how do you know when it's okay to reconcile with someone? Those are some of the most complicated issues that we deal with in our lives, and the problem is we face them on a pretty regular basis. Hey friends, this is Gabe Kolstad, and I'm here with the Midweek Motivation episode of the Westside Podcast, and I want to talk to you today about the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. We're coming out of the weekend where we talked a little bit about forgiveness in our weekend service at Westside and this Finding Freedom series that we're in, and the question came up again. What's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation? How do I know if it's okay to forgive someone? How do I know if it's okay to reconcile? And uh, I want to start this out with just a quick story that might illustrate it. When I was young, I was about eight, nine years old, my family lived in a little tiny town in Northern California, and uh, there was uh, some kids across the street. And one summer, we sort of started hanging out. And these people, you know, we didn't know them well. They had moved in and we uh, started hanging out and started having fun during the day, you know, and it was back in the days where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the age where my parents did what all parents did, which was, you know, we ran around during the day and it was totally different. You know, it's like, Hey, have a nice day. See you dinner. And uh, we were out playing, having a good time. One of the days we had an idea. We were, we were short on cash and we needed to find some money. And so we decided to go down the street in this tiny town to the mini mart and see if they had any bottles lying around because we thought we could um, pull one over on the shop owner by taking the bottles from the back of the store and taking them in the front door of the store to return them. And, you know, a bunch of eight-year-olds scheming. It wasn't that bright of an idea because he probably recognized right out of the gate what was going on. But uh, he let us do it a couple of times and we thought we were getting away with murder. You know, we thought we were so smart. We had this whole crime ring organized and it was going to make us rich. And so we did it once, we did it twice. We tried it a third time and it didn't go as well as we had hoped. He he caught on to what we were doing and uh, he decided that he would uh, put the put the brakes on. And my dad happened to be the pastor of the church that was about a hundred feet away from the little tiny store. And so it was a very, very painful circumstance. And everybody in the town practically knew what, what had happened. And and we were all embarrassed. And I was especially embarrassed because I knew I was casting a negative shadow onto my family. Now, I just wanted to, to tell that story because what follows is a little bit of an illustration of the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Here's the thing. My dad did forgive me for that offense. And um, the problem was that he wasn't the only one I had offended. In fact, he wasn't the primary one that I offended. He was the secondary one. The person that I really offended was the shop owner that uh, my friends and I tried to take advantage of. And so my dad forgave me for the incident, but not without consequences. And so the consequences included a couple of things. One, I was grounded, as you might imagine. Secondly, I had to go and uh, make good with the shop owner. I had to go not only apologize for what I had done, but I had to restore anything that I had, any damage I had caused, any losses that I had incurred. And and that is kind of like how life really works, isn't it? I mean, I think most of the, the time we can find good, healthy illustrations of how something should work and apply it to a situation that might feel broken in our own lives. And so I want to give you some help on this because you might be in the middle of a situation where you're, it's complicated and maybe you got a loved one and, and there's been a rift and you're trying to figure out 
what the next step looks like. It's very uncomfortable. You know, you've got a history. There's been some damage done and you've, you've got, you're feeling the pressure to act, but you're not sure what the right next step is. Well, let me give you the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. The first thing I want to share, in fact, two differences. Number one is this, is that forgiveness is instant, but reconciliation is a process. Forgiveness is instant, but reconciliation is a process. And, you know, you might look at that and go like, forgiveness is instant. I don't know about that. It might take me some time to forgive somebody. But I, I, I would challenge that. And here's why. is because you might be operating out of a false understanding of what forgiveness actually is. Forgiveness is when you no longer hold somebody, um, you know, prisoner for an act that they committed in the past. Where It's where you release the hurt for that act. A lot of times you're saying, yeah, but I also want them to have to pay for what they did. And uh, one of the misunderstandings that we have is we think sometimes it is our job to make somebody pay for their sins, or it is our job to make somebody pay for the thing that they did that uh, might have hurt us. What we learn really from Jesus is this, is, is he says in Matthew chapter six, in fact, when he's, when he's, Jesus is teaching people how to pray. I mean, he's saying, this is how you should pray. And he says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You might know that prayer. Towards the end of it, he says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And what he's really saying is that we can forgive other people because we've been forgiven by God. And that we should forgive other people because we've been forgiven by God. He's sent, he's teaching us that forgiveness is about letting go of my hurt related to the incident. And so that's why it can be, it can be instant. I can choose forgiveness because it is me letting go of my hurt. It is me letting go of my misunderstanding that I'm somehow going to be the one that 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 makes them pay for what they did. When in fact, that's God's job is to hold them accountable for what they did in that sense. And we'll get more into that in just a minute. But I want to talk a little bit about reconciliation because in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, Jesus said something else. He said, if you're faithful over a little, I'll make you faithful over a lot. And I think that is the principle of trust. And so when you think about reconciliation being a process, you know, if you, if you look back in your life, maybe toward as you were a kid and maybe you had a, a rift in a relationship with a friend and, you know, and somebody said something bad about you and then, you know, you, you cut them off, but then later you reconciled, you know, probably for you, that was a little bit of a process. And what it involves is it involves uh, a time, right? It involves uh, letting them back in slowly over time. It involves them earning in some ways uh, them back in, and that's about trust. And so I think when we confuse forgiveness and reconciliation, sometimes we we withhold forgiveness because we think that means we're giving the person the same access they had before in our lives. We're giving them the same proximity, the same closeness to us that they had before in our lives. But that's not at all what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go of my hurt about it and not holding it against them any longer. But it is not the same thing as reconciliation. And so I want to talk a little bit about that difference. So the second difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, number one was forgiveness is instant. Reconciliation is a process. You can forgive instantly, but restoration, reconciliation, that's going to take some time. The second difference is this. Forgiveness takes one, but reconciliation takes two. And what that means is, because forgiveness is letting go of your hurt, you can do that all by yourself. You can do that all by yourself. There are people in my life who who are no longer alive. And when you've had hurt in your family, 
for, from somebody who's no longer alive, when they're when when you can still feel the negative consequences of somebody's negative choices, maybe from your family tree, who's no longer alive, how can you forgive them if they're no longer alive? Well, the reality is because forgiveness only takes one. It's you, it's you, it's your decision. You can choose to forgive because it's letting go of your hurt, right? But reconciliation, on the other hand, that takes two. And, and so what you have to do is you have to partner with that person in the restoration, the reconciliation process. What is reconciliation anyway? Well, when it comes to God with us, it's really, uh, it's about an exchange. It's about a total uh, forgiveness and it's about a total restoration. And, and so when, when God says we're reconciled to him, there's, there's two parts of that. There's the forgiveness side, then there's the restoration of our relationship. And the same thing is true with you and me. Reconciliation is the putting back together of a relationship. And again, that's going to take some time and it's going to require partnership. There's a great illustration of this in the Old Testament of the Bible, and it's with Jacob, the kind of father of Israel, and his brother Esau. And if you go back into the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, you can read this account of these two brothers who fought like cats and dogs. You know, they were they were always fighting. And when they were young, Jacob pulled one over on his brother. He he stole his birthright because he, they were twins, but Esau was born first. So he got the birthright. So Jacob wanted it. And, uh, and so Jacob figured out a plot to take the birthright from Esau and the blessing and therefore kind of stole his future from him. And as you might imagine, it was not a pretty scene. I mean, Jacob runs for his life and they, for a whole long period of time, years, they're disconnected and Jacob is afraid that his brother's going to come kill him. And there is a moment when God reminds Jacob that he needs to reconcile with his brother. And, and so Jacob goes and, and they're going to meet up in, in, the, in the wilderness. They're going to meet up and Jacob is still afraid. So he brings all of these gifts for his brother, you know, sheep and camels and all this stuff. And when he sees his brother coming, he starts to tremble. He's, he's afraid that his brother's going to try to kill him, that he's going to finally take revenge for all this hurt and, and this loss. But that's not at all what happens. His brother runs up to him and gives him a hug. And it says they wept together. In Genesis chapter 33, they wept together. In other words, the brother had already forgiven Jacob. Esau had already forgiven Jacob. And look at what happened. Esau had already forgiven Jacob, but Jacob had not yet been willing to participate in the reconciliation. And and so though he was forgiven, the relationship wasn't restored until he was willing to participate and partner in that reconciliation. And that's the same thing that happens in life. And so you might have a situation in your life where either you were the offender and it's time for you to start approaching that, you know, to receive the forgiveness and then to partner in the reconciliation. Or you might have uh, a situation where you were the offended, you got hurt, you got taken advantage of, you got mistreated, you got abused. You you were the one that was done wrong, done harm. And um, you're trying to figure out do I forgive them? And I think the answer is yes. Why would you forgive? Because you've already been forgiven. Because forgiveness is for you. It's releasing the hurt. You know, it's the thing that's keeping you up at night. It makes you unhealthy. It makes you full of stress. It shortens your lifespan. Forgiveness is important. Unforgiveness will wreck your life. You got to let it go. And once you've done that, you got to figure out what are the steps to reconciliation? Because they're two different things. Reconciliation requires rebuilding trust. So important. You can't have uh, 
reconciliation unless there's trust. Jesus said, if you're faithful with the little things, I'll make you faithful with more. And so in many ways, it's like starting small with that reconciliation. You know, when it comes to people who've who've been hurt by a loved one or a friend or somebody in business, if that person wants to reapproach the relationship, it needs to start small because trust needs to be rebuilt. And that's that's good for both parties. You know, rebuilding relationships requires rebuilding trust. And that's where boundaries come in. You know, in, in, in a situation like that, sometimes boundaries are put up because you got to protect yourself. It's good to protect yourself. But at the right time, you can start taking those bricks off the wall and lowering that boundary because trust is being rebuilt. And then at some point in time, you might be able to tear down the whole wall and have that real close relationship again, like you did before, maybe maybe even closer than you did before, because trust has been built up and, tr- and, and, and truth is there too. You know, it's kind of like reminds me of in the New Testament, Luke chapter 15 is this parable. Jesus tells an, uh, you know, a, a story. He makes up a story about this father and this son. And the son grows up in this wealthy home and he wants all his inheritance now. And he goes and demands his inheritance and his dad gives it to him. And he runs off and he lives this horrible life and wastes his entire, his dad's entire, you know, savings and all the stuff that he had given him. And it's called the prodigal son runs away living with the pigs, eating with the pigs, you know, squandering, making a horrible reputation, all the things that his dad wouldn't want for him. And at one day, he says, when he came to his senses, he decided to come home, but he was going to come home and he's going to say, dad, I know I'm a rotten scoundrel and I know I don't deserve to be your son, but if you will just let me come back, I just want to be your slave. I just want to be your servant. And it says in Luke 15, Jesus is telling the story that when the dad saw the, the son, he, he, he bolted out the door and he runs out there to meet his son because he wanted to restore him. And he puts his arm around him and he come and he says, um, you're, you're my son. He says, let's, let's kill the fatted calf. Go get a robe, go get a ring. We're restoring him. That's reconciliation. And when the son had come to his senses, he came back home. And that's the, that's the thing that we got to sort of wait for in reconciliation is that, is it the right time? Have the, has the right trust been built? Is the right attitude there? Is it safe? I was talking to a friend this week and we were talking about this question and I used this illustration. I said, if you had a friend and they kept coming around with a knife and stabbing you every time they put their arm around you, you know, what would you do? They said, well, I wouldn't stand next to him anymore. And I said, that's kind of the point here is like, if somebody wants to to be forgiven, that's one thing. But if they want to be reconciled, they got to stop stabbing you. You got to create that that safety. And, and when it's safe and when there's trust, you can start to restore that relationship. I hope that's been helpful for you. I hope that if God's doing something new in your life, that you'll reach out and share it with me. I, I, my, our prayer is that these things will move you forward in your life in practical ways. That's why we call it Midweek Motivation. And uh, I want to ask you just a couple of favors. First of all, if this has been helpful, would you subscribe to this podcast so that you can not miss a single episode of Midweek Motivation or of our weekend services that we put on this channel as well? We'd love that. And then secondly, would you share it with somebody? Would you, would you 
let somebody know that this is out there that might be helpful for them. And then last, would you swing by a Westside service? We would love to see you uh, for a weekend service at Westside where we always talk about things that are practical and relevant to our daily lives. You can find out more uh, at westsidecommunitychurch.com and you can either join us online or you can pop by our campus in the Portland, Oregon area. We would love to see you either way and we hope you have an awesome week.